Hello everybody and welcome to a little mini review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I've just seen it um, on release day very luckily and I thought I have a few things I'd like to say about it so I thought I'd do a little video and or podcast recording. If you don't already listen to our podcast on Spill Your Beans, we talk about films all the time, new and old, and we're starting again this Friday with a whole new series, episodes every single Friday. Uh, we're starting with the Star Wars sequels with Cooper Britton, who's joining me again, and it's a very good one. I really enjoyed recording that one, and there's a lot to talk about with the Star Wars sequels, so yeah, it's one that we've both been waiting to record for a long time, um, and it was a lot of fun. So when that drops tomorrow, be sure to check it out. Um, in the meantime, this video is going to be a sort of mini kind of ramble about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We're going to start with no spoilers, but when we get to a certain point in the video, I'm going to talk about spoilers. I'll stay on the recording, but for the YouTube version, you'll be able to see it on the screen as well. So if you skim through the video and see something in the corner or whatever I decide to do graphically, um, that will be the indicator of any spoilers being discussed because it's kind of necessary because there's a lot to kind of spoil about this film, but then also not so much. So yeah, we'll get into that in just a bit, but we're going to start with my general thoughts on this film. First off, um, I really like this film. I think it was exactly what I wasn't expecting it to be, and I think that's right. I think that's 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 well done. And I'll talk about this more in the spoiler bit, but I think generally talking about um, Sam Raimi being part of this film as the director, it's probably the most creatively driven film that's kind of in the in the MCU at least. Um, that I've seen since, like, Phase 2. Like, it's so visually different and out there and creative. Um, and I respect it for that. This feels like Sam Raimi got a lot more creative control than some other directors in the MCU have had. Um, and I think it pays off, and I hope they learn their lesson from that, because a little bit of difference and sort of unique styles in filmmaking is... It goes a long way, especially in the MCU when they release many many projects a year it's nice to have a bit of variation where they don't all feel the same and that so far has been my criticism of the phase four films um bar no way home which was still good but still felt very much like the other spider-man films and even though it had all the references that was great as like a cinema experience but i don't know how it holds up on rewatch that might be the same with this but um, I think this is more of a better film than it is like a cinema experience that like leaves your jaw dropped. And I think that's a lot of it. Um, something I was expecting going in this film was just mindless cameos and references and just all over the place. Which is fun to an extent, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of like... I'm a big fan of something like No Way Home and all that sort of thing in terms of what it does and... How you know how like the the kind of stuff you see on screen, and this film does have some of that. Don't get me wrong, but not as much as I thought. A lot of people could say that's a bad thing, if that's what you're going into this film for. But actually, for me, I was expecting that, and I was kind of pleasantly surprised with the fact that this film is a lot more character-driven and story-driven than I ever imagined it would be. Um, and that focus is genuinely brilliant. I really love that. Um, I don't want to say too much about it, but this feels like a really fitting follow-on from WandaVision and Doctor Strange 1 in terms of the characterization of both of these heroes. Um, I think it works tremendously in a lot of areas. It's not without its flaws, but I think in terms of what they do with the characters, I think it's very interesting. We'll talk about that in a bit, obviously. Um, but I really like the fact that this film was more character-driven, more story-driven, than it is just, here's a few references, here's a few things. Because they could have just made that the whole film, um, and they didn't. And it actually surprised me that it was better than I was expecting it to be. So, yeah. I think the visuals were great. I thought the colour really popped. It was nice to see an MCU film that doesn't look so washed out. It felt like it had 
character felt alive you know um there's i'm sure points you could probably pick out the cgi and whatever but actually generally on the whole it was very visually impressive and very you know something that i was thoroughly enjoying throughout again not expecting to as much as i did and yeah that's a good thing in my eyes i don't think there's much more i can really say without going around in circles um, before we talk about spoilers. So, from now on in, we're going to be talking about spoilers for the film. If you don't want spoilers, please stay away from this area, go and watch the film. It is probably worth seeing before you get the spoilers, uh, but if you're not bothered or you've already seen it, feel free to continue on. Um, so from here, we obviously have the big thing to talk about, which is the Illuminati. Um, something which is introduced in the film. Something that's introduced in the film, it's from the comics, but it has varying different characters in this, and all of which are kind of fun references and castings that either you'd expect or wouldn't expect and I say that in a certain degree because it was exciting and it was a great part of the film but the thing I loved about it is that it only lasted about 20 minutes it only lasted about 20 minutes and it wasn't the focus of the film none of those characters survived that long past that 20 minute mark and that's great I love that they were utilized perfectly they had a great story and it just left you with enough to really be satisfied and didn't overdo it. This is still a Doctor Strange film with the focus is on Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. Not these other random characters with backstories that need explaining and divulge and all that sort of thing. They're all variants you may recognise but not the same versions of the character. Which I quite like. So let's talk about the cameos. Um... For those who are keen and haven't seen the film and just want to know who they are, of course, everyone knows about the, the main three. Professor X, played by, um, of course, Patrick Stewart. We had Captain Carter, which was great, and Captain Marvel, but played by Lashana Lynch. Um, so Maria Rambo's version of Captain Marvel. These are the three characters that aren't really surprising to anyone because they basically got shown in the trailer, especially Charles Xavier. Um, and Captain Carter got really big. And then Captain Marvel obviously got in there as well, but there was a lot of theorising as to whether or not that would be like a Tony Stark variant or something like that. It was quite unclear to see from the trailer. But when you look at it, you know, it was kind of obvious all all the same. Um, but I liked it. They were nice surprises. What were even bigger surprises for me were the other two, really, which was... Um, and I'm going to say this a bit quietly, because my flatmates obviously haven't seen it, but, um, of course, Mr. Fantastic and Black Bolt, played respectively by John Krasinski and I can't remember the other guy's name, but he was playing the same character in The Inhumans. I haven't seen The Inhumans, so for me, that character didn't really mean anything, nor did the actor appearing again, but it was still cool, and it was still great to see a varied character from something else, even that I hadn't seen or encountered or anything like that. I thought that was, it was exciting, it was different, and I quite liked that. But the Mr. Fantastic thing, um, that was so exciting. That's the moment for me in this film where my jaw sort of dropped as like a cameo. That was, I was not expecting that. And I was really pleasantly surprised. But as far as cameos go, other than the one in the post credit scene, which we'll talk about in just a minute, that's kind of it. And I like that because it's... It doesn't overdo it. These characters are on screen very briefly and they get killed off very quickly. And that's good for me. I got the satisfaction I needed out of it without them overshadowing the rest of the story. And that's because the story is about Strange and Wanda. And I absolutely adore what they did with Scarlet Witch in this. I'm not sure about the ending, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I love the fact that she was the villain for this. I love the fact that she was just full out. Not even just for a little bit, and it's like a little fight, but it's a proper full film. She is the antagonist here. 
and he's the hero and it plays on that and it's the hypocrisies of that and the ideas of that but as i say it flows on very well with one division and i think that for me works really well um you know again as someone who really enjoyed that show this felt very naturally the next step from it um and at the end wanda's uh demise let's say i feel is a bit of a shame because i kind of want to see that version of the character as the hero but then I guess I look at it and go, well, what could they have done to redeem that character after this film? She's way too dangerous and out there and or, you know done all this stuff. Never mind Westfield. Uh, Westfield's a shopping centre, George. Westview is the one from Marvel. Um, what happened in Westview and then in this film I thought was just too much to redeem from. So it makes sense. Maybe in the future we'll see another version of her. Um, I feel like with that um, grey vision out there somewhere, it makes sense to sort of... And obviously the kids are characters in the Marvel Universe as well. Like, they have their own powers and stuff, which were referenced in WandaVision. I don't think it's the last we've seen of this character, but I think it's, for now, a decent conclusion. But there's going to be more multiverse stuff. There's going to be more stuff that explores that. It's just a case of how to in, like how how long to leave it before you, you know do that eventually bringing her back because it's going to happen maybe it won't and if it is the end of that character then I, i'm i'm perfectly satisfied with that and i think that works i think it's a shame because i would have liked to have seen more but yeah it works it's fine and of course we have the doctor strange stuff um with the dark old uh, book that's interesting i'm not sure how i feel about the ending of that and it was very you know in your face um and it feels like some stuff has been snipped towards the end but i think it worked um I love what they did with that. I love what they did with America Chavez's character as well. I think she was brilliant. I can't remember the actress's name who plays her, but she was great, and I can't wait to see more of that character. It was the perfect kind of companion slash stakes level thing for this, um, and I would have been really interested to see how they would have done it the other way around, because originally this was supposed to come out before No Way Home, and America Chavez was supposed to be in No Way Home. So it would have been interesting to see how she would have contributed to that plot, because I actually really like her character in this. So... Yeah, that's interesting, but who knows? Um, I thought all the characters overall were pretty good, pretty solid. Um, the more character-based story about Strange's um, you know, love interest and the thing about being happy, I thought was a really great thing to kind of reprise throughout the film. I think it worked, I think it landed, I think it was just generally kind of interesting and different. Again, something I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be more of a cameo fest, and you had that for about 20 minutes, half an hour, and it worked, and it serviced the plot perfectly, with a lot of excitement in there, a lot of questions to be had, you know, about those castings. For example, Krasinski, are we going to see him again? Is he going to play this character again in the Fantastic Four film? Or is he just going to be left at that, and that's the fun little cameo you get, and someone else will be cast? I presume he's going to be cast, because, holy shit, that'd be great. <laughs> and it's such a big fan casting that's been around for years, but it does raise a lot of questions about those characters that don't need to be answered in this film. You don't need everything handed on a plate. You can wait and see where it goes in the future, and I quite like that. This, for me, is probably easily the best Phase 4 Marvel film. Um, yeah, 100%. I love No Way Home, but I think in terms of filmmaking, in terms of story, in terms of what it tries to do, and balancing those cameos and references with an actual tight story and character piece i think this works a lot for me this is easily the best phase four film um by a country mile now i love no way home that's probably the second contender
but actually I'd say as far as the films in the in Phase Four go in the MCU, you know, it, it's a difficult one. Um, Black Widow was fine, but very by the numbers, felt like about five years too late. That should have been made a lot earlier. Um, and it felt like they were making up for lost time almost. They were like, oh, we didn't do this then. That's a shame. We should have done, and we're you know we're going to do it now instead. Whatever. Um, and I thought Shang Chi was all right. Um, nothing particularly massive for me in that film, but it was it was fine, but serviceable. It felt like very similar ground to the rest of the MCU. Um, and then the Eternals was fine, I guess, but you know it, it did it, it did its job. But again, very MCU-y. And then Spider Man No Way Home is a great film in terms of references and cameos and all that sort of thing and how it services those, how it brings those characters back. It's special, it's exciting, it's a cinema experience that I wouldn't change for anything in the world. But in terms of quality of filmmaking, um, balancing those references and stories and all that sort of thing with an actual thread, not to mention Sam Raimi's phenomenal directing style and just how like cleverly... Um, that the camera was used in this and that may not all be down to him but it's definitely his remarkable horror style which really sells this film for me um that's the kind of thing where i'm like yeah this definitely puts it above the others in phase four so as far as i'm concerned i'm i'm quite happy with the rest of that i i, I don't think there's much my, much more the i don't think there's much else i really want to say about this film um, that I haven't already said. I'm sure I'll think of stuff down the line. But in terms of the cameos and stuff, and in terms of where the story goes, I think it's genuinely fascinating. And it it just it was a lot more than I was expecting it to be. And it's left me coming out of the cinema going, that was a good film. Not like, oh my god, I can't believe this was happened or this person came. Out. But I just came out going, that was a solid film that I would rewatch plenty of times. And that's kind of it sounds like a criticism because I'm not like screaming about it, but like. Yeah, No Way Home, when I first watched it, was just an absolute... Like, I had a better reaction to that first time. But on rewatch and looking back on it, it's like, it's something that will age, and it's fine. I don't think this will age as much. I think this works in the time, and that, that, that weird parallel universe mix of characters in the Illuminati, that's special, and that's different, and that's weird, and it works. Um, but yeah, overall, a solid film... If you haven't already seen it, well, spoil it for you. But um, yeah, we're going to have a new episode, as I said, of the Star Wars sequels review full length, about two and a half hours. It's coming out tomorrow, so be sure to check that out on Spill Your Beans. For those who are watching the video instead of listening, that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and Google Podcasts, as well as my website. So you can check out on all those sources if need be. Spotify's the main one, but yeah. Um, thank you all so much for watching slash listening. Um, yeah, see you all soon. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.